Got a great show for you today. Hope you all enjoy it. Share it with folks. We always appreciate that. And let us know what you think about the show. And if you have any guests you want us to reach out to, let us know. Here we go. Rise before the sun. It's that time of year. Load up my gun. Put on my gear. Welcome back to the Healthy Hunter Show. I'm Dr. Brooks Tiller, and today I am honored to have a Navy veteran. This guy served in the U.S. Navy and on the aircraft carrier USS Eisenhower. He was born and raised in South Louisiana, where he was hunting and fishing in the marshes of southeast of New Orleans. He is married. He has three daughters, two of which are serving in the medical and health industry. He started Revelation Outdoors after he decided to follow and serve Jesus while hunting in the flooded timber in Mississippi back in December 11, 2010. And now, the Healthy Hunter Show, we focus a lot on the physical health, but today we're going to dive into a little bit more of the mental and the spiritual side of health. And I'm pleased to welcome a man that you may have seen on the first season of Blood Origins, my friend, Joey Gauche. Did I get it right, Joey? Close enough, man. Oh, man. (laughs) I try to get it right, man. Thanks for coming on, Joey. I appreciate it. Man, I don't think I've had an intro like that. Well, I'm, I try to give honor where it is due. Do you outkicked your coverage, as we say. <laughs> well, I, I did that uh, in marriage as well, so yeah, I'm just trying man. to keep up the record. Hey, I appreciate you having me on, though, dude. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's interesting to be on the other side of the mic, as you, uh, as you will. So, yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, you had me on your show, and we got mm-hmm. to talk about uh, Healthy Hunter, and, and you were one of the guys that actually encouraged me to start my own show, my own podcast, to be able to share this information with other people, and so I really appreciate you for that. Yeah, I guess I'm, I bear a little bit of responsibility for that, but you're doing, man, you're doing a great, I've listened to them all, man, you're doing a great job, so I told I you I told you, you would be good at it. I appreciate it. You you were a fortune teller, and uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping that I can live up to it. Yeah, man, it's all good. Yeah. So, hey, just start off, tell us a little something that's going good in your world today, something you're grateful for. Man, I tell you what, um, I I restarted my career about two years ago. I, um, I worked for a local software company here in Covington, Louisiana, and we focused on um, writing software programs that helped law enforcement register and track uh, sex offenders, registered sex offenders. And uh, it was a family-owned company uh i wasn't on the birth certificate and i had gone about as high up as i could without you know being in the bloodline i guess and uh man at at like 50 years old i started my career over i work for uh i work for taser so the you know the the, if you've been watching the news taser is getting a lot of uh a lot of airplay right now because of what's going on in atlanta it's very very busy but um Man, I tell you, it's been one of the one of the most rewarding things of my life is to stop at the at the age that I was, to stop and just assess where you are and and, and just step out and and reinvent kind of who I was and the value that I brought to the law enforcement community. And um, man, it's paying off big time. Like the the family's doing great. Um, you know, work is going great. We're super super busy, but it's good. It's good work. Um, and it's just, uh, it's just good, man. You, you watch the news and you see all the negative stuff that's going on, but 
man, you know what? My field manual says that's exactly the way it's supposed to happen. Um, and so while there's a lot of tragedies going on, I just keep looking up, brother, you know, and yeah. it's all good. Exactly. I mean, we're, we're not here just, uh, you know, there will be troublesome days and, uh, but it's about overcoming them. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and where you, what do you put your stock in to say that you've overcome it? Because, you know, like I said, I, like you said, I, I gave my life to Christ, um, you know, on December 11th of 2010 and, I think there's a misconception, we'll probably get into this, but I think there's a misconception of, oh, you know, once you find Jesus, everything is just smooth sailing and, and you know, all the rough road turns smooth. Uh-uh. No, as, as a matter of fact, it was one of the hardest things that I had to do or that I ever did because um, a lot, all of the conviction now about things I do and things that I say that I know don't represent what I claim to believe. I mean, we, I'm human, right? Um but all of the conviction for those things come from within now. And self-conviction is it's rough, dude. Uh, I know before I was saved, I can go and do whatever I want to do, say whatever I want to say, and act however I wanted to act. And there was no internal struggle because there was no spirit. Um, Galatians 5.17 says this, the flesh is set against the spirit, the spirit is set against the flesh. They're opposed to one another. Well, when there's no opposition, there's no spirit. Um and so it's a it's a good thing now that I feel that going, you know, you what you just said or what you just did doesn't really represent who like, come on, man, get your stuff together. And I never had that before. Yeah, you know, that's right. a weird thing, like, where's that voice coming from? <laughs> yeah, so. it's that, that whole um the sinful nature. It, it's it's in us, but we want to fight against it. Yeah, man. And, you yeah. Go, and, and when it comes down to it, it's just about doing what's right and doing what we know to be right and and just trusting in the, the whole fact that we're doing what's the best for not only us, but for all those around us. And I think, you know, that's important right now, like you said, with their, all the craziness going on. Yeah. Some people are just looking for me, and that's mm-hmm. all that I'm worried about. And. Yeah, uh, you have to step back and take that greater picture of it's not just about me and everything that I say and do. Right, rolls downhill and, and impacts others. Well, the the one thing that the two things that Scripture writes about the most, especially in Proverbs and Ecclesiastes, is is pride and vanity, and those two things will drag you down. Um, I mean, there's a reason why. The Old Testament is filled with warnings against those things. It's because they're killers, and everybody is just focused on, just focused. I mean, you really see the depravity of man right now. Um, and I, I don't think at any time has it been more evident that people need to look up and look outside of themselves. And man, if it ain't evident that we need a savior now, uh, I don't, I don't know what it's going to take. Yeah, and you know it's funny. I got to thinking about this, and I started to make a video, and then I thought I was just getting too preachy. And uh, but you know, there's a lot of the stuff that's going on, and I think about those two fathers, and most mm-hmm. people lack uh, both. And you know, you see these mm-hmm. people running around, and they're causing a lot of the trouble. And there's a lot of people that say, "Well, they didn't have a father at home." Well, even if you didn't have a father at home, there's that heavenly father that yes. can give you that guidance yes. that you need to be a man. I mean, you think about, um, you know, First Corinthians what, 16, 13, 14, mm-hmm. where 
it, that gives us the outline. You know, yeah. be diligent, be strong. You know, be be watchful. You know, stand firm. Act you, like a man. Yeah, you're going to act like a man. You, you're standing up for what's right, and you're doing what's right. And I think that's yeah. even if we don't have that that earthly father, we can look uh, to that heavenly father for mm-hmm. the guidance. And even if someone doesn't necessarily believe in God or doesn't have that I'm going to church every Sunday kind of thing, you can still look and look at those principles and where it's you love one another, you take care of each other, you stand up for what's right. And I mean, that's in even if you're not a a faithful, even if you're not a follower of Christ, that in itself is going to be a solid ground to stand on no matter where you're at. Well, you, you know what's funny about what you just said? Is that even if you don't believe in God or you don't follow Christ, you you know what's right and what's wrong. Uh, where does that come from then? Exactly. Now you can say that you well you know I don't believe this or I don't believe that I just know what's right and what's wrong. Where is that is that written in a book somewhere? I mean, how do you no? I just know that in my heart. Well, how do you think that got there? Yeah. Um. <laughs> You know, you can slice it 19 different ways, but we're going to arrive back at the same, the same principle of, and, and you, so you, you talked about fathers and a lot of people, you know, don't have a father at home. And we were talking about, um, John Eldridge before we, before we started that a lot of principles that, you know, when you read Wild at Heart or you read Fathered by God or some of his other books, I mean, even with fathers at home, they are flawed individuals because their fathers were flawed and their fathers were flawed and their father, all you can follow that all the way back to Adam. So until you allow yourself to be fathered by the one true father who is infallible, um, we're just handing down mistakes, you know, with, with the best of intentions. But, uh, you know, there's something missing in me that, that I'm going to, you know, I'm going to miss, I'm going to miss the mark fathering my children because my dad missed the mark fathering me because his dad missed the mark fathering him. And you can trace that all the way back to Adam. And that's why until we allow ourselves to be fathered by, by God, um, we're just perpetual, you know, I hate to say kicking the can down the road because we're not doing it intentionally, but you know, men, we're all, we're not fully equipped to, to mentor and to initiate, especially young men into society. Um, we can kind of pass on what's right or wrong and how we would do things, but, you know, we all fall short of God's glory. And until we let him uh, father us, then we're just perpetuating that. Yeah. And I mean, a lot of guys, they, don't have a father a lot of ladies may not have had a father as an example mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. i think about i think uh, you know this past uh, week or so is father's day and yeah. somebody had a video of uh, kane brown where he was singing a song it was called for his daughter but in it he mentioned you know i didn't have a father and I, that ends with me i'm going to be a father and it's one of those things where you you we each have that decision yeah are you going to step up and do what's right and set that example or or are you just going to keep letting it, like you said, kick the can down the road? And I think that's one of those things that's really interesting. And I want to dive into that a little bit more. But yeah. I know, so you were featured on the first season of Blood Origins with with Robbie Kroger, and, and we've oh, had Robbie. Robbie on. Oh man, he is 
Like you, you. I think you said he could he could describe a red crayon and you dude. Buy a that, box, so that was T.J. Mallett that said that. You know, the thing about Robbie Kroger is you can he can describe a red crayon, and it like the red crayon. There's 64 other colors in the box, but only the red crayon truly embodies. And I'm like, that gum man. I want to go get some red crayons now. <laughs> yeah, just give me all red crayons. But, He's gonna yeah. laugh when he hears that because I've told him that already. Yeah. So. Uh, he, but you know, he he did such a great job but with with your story in it you did tell mm-hmm. about how you got involved in in the outdoors and how mm-hmm. it wasn't necessarily your earthly father but your heavenly father kind of mm-hmm. taught you about that mm-hmm. but let's just go back a little bit and, and kind of talk about mm-hmm. how you started to to get into the outdoors and how that yeah. evolved over time into what you're doing now with revelation outdoors yeah you know it's it's funny because um like my grandfather's on my my grandfather on my dad's side um, hunted a lot. He lives he lived uh, when he was alive. Um, lived up in central Louisiana, just south of Alexandria. And my mom's dad was you know here from South Louisiana, like around New Orleans. And so he fished the marsh a lot. And so I really got it from those two guys. I mean, that's like I stand on the shoulders of those two men who were just giants. To me, both served in World War II. Um, you know, one was on the beach in D-Day. The other was in, was uh, was Army Air Corps. Um, and they, they were just giants to me. And I just wanted to do what they did. Uh, my dad, my dad wasn't, um, he wasn't a hunter. He wasn't a fisherman. Uh, just, he just didn't get into it. Um, and, you know, that's, that's cool. But I got that from those guys. But even, like, I can put my finger on it now, but then, like, just being being outside, away away from like everyday things, like houses and cars and roads and TVs and telephones, like I just wanted to be away from all that. And I didn't know it then, but I know it now. I mean, that was Scripture says God draws all men to Him, and. Scripture also says that we're created in the image of God. And so if those two things are correct, God loves the outdoors and the wild, deep, dark places because that's the heart that he put in me. I love those things because God loves those things, and he created those things to draw me to him. Um, and so, you know, I didn't know it then, uh, because we, you know, went to church and when it was Christmas and Easter, I, I joked and said, you know, we're CEOs Christmas and Easter only. Um, but that's, you know, we, we went to church when people were supposed to do that thing and go to church. But we, you know, in my house, it was never stressed that, um, you know, following following Christ is, it's not whether you go into church and punch your card or not. It's what you do the rest of the week, and where do you look for guidance, and 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 do you have that relationship with with Jesus? That that's what really determines guilty or innocent, right? Yeah. Um, and so I, that's what I that's the point I made in Blood Origins that yeah I was I was introduced to to duck hunting because that is truly where my soul is. Um, I was introduced to duck hunting by my father, but it was my heavenly father that that drew me out there and and just put the love of hearing like whistling wings 30 minutes before before shooting time um and what it what an old damp 
swamp smells like and how good coffee smells when it comes out of the thermos when it's still dark and i love that wet dog smell and just waiters and like everything about it i love and it sounds weird but it reminds me of god's calling and drawing me through those things to him so exactly and i'm totally with you because it's that still small voice it's yeah. when we step away from all the noise, the hustle, and the bustle that we can actually be calm and we can actually see and, and hear what we are truly called to do. And I know, I mean, yeah. what I'm doing right now, this whole healthy hunter trying to help people enjoy the outdoors longer and be healthier in it, that whole concept came from me sitting in a silent place mm-hmm. and thinking and just hearing that it's like you've got you know it's like hey i've given you these talents you've worked on these skills yeah now it's time to challenge yourself and to help other people it's not just about you anymore right and and that was a big opener to me you know so now i'm able to you know like we talked about we, we both are able to speak to men's groups and outdoorsmen about not only hunting and fishing that's kind of how we may start connect but we can also talk to them spiritually and physically how to get better and how that's going to relate mm-hmm. back to your family because health wise if you are healthier you're able to spend more time with your kids or your grandkids in the woods yeah. or just run around the yard and then also spiritually you're able to pour in them and pour into them to give them that eternal life that's out there yeah yeah and that's so that's a that's a big part you know um where we um, where we hunt or, or where my kind of my conversion, my road to Damascus moment came right um, was uh, was in the swamps in central Mississippi and um, you know north of Jackson that's all I'm gonna say because other guys are going man you're giving away all our hunting spots <laughs> um, but you know it wasn't just drive up to the whole Brooks it was you wait in line. Uh, you get into the spot, you get into the place at 4 a.m., you park your buggy, then you walk 1.7 to where you want to hunt, and then you walk 1.7 miles out. And uh, you ain't going to do that with a bucket of chicken under your arm, dude. No. I mean, and and the thing is, it's public property, and there's other folks want to get to where you're going. So you got to double time it. And it's funny, man, because I, I actually lost weight during hunting season the for the 15 or so years that I hunted up there because man it was just because then we finish hunting then we go walk around and scout and find somebody find someplace else for the next day because you never hunt the whole the same hole twice so um yeah I mean a three-day weekend of of hunting usually meant you know walking 20 25 miles over the weekend in waders <laughs> so not easy no, man, you got your cardio, you got your lower body, you got, man, but it's Balance. just, yeah, man, it's just, it's just so, so good being out there. I think for me, um, the reason that it resonates with me, I think, and, and hunting in general, just being out in the wild places that, that God created, you know, he, he created all that and then he called it what? He called it good. Um, and I think for me, it's the closest that we can get to what the earth was like before the fall of man. I, I think that's as close as, like, you and I have seen things that 
some guys will never see. And their reality is just what they see 12 feet in front of them. You and I and the people that listen to this podcast know there's something much bigger and, and, and richer out there. And I think that what we see when we get out there is the closest that we can get to God's intention when he created this place. Yeah, I mean, that's that's one of the main reasons why we hunt is to yeah. witness that, to experience that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and right now you're talking about how how healthy and, say, physically fit you mm-hmm. have to be to do even, you know, me, some people think, oh, you're duck hunting, you just sit down and shoot ducks. <laughs> or if you're just deer hunting, you just sit in a deer stand. Yeah. But it, it's much more, I mean, you can, you can make it where you just hop out of the truck, sit in a blind or whatever, but it's much more than that whenever you're really getting out there. And so currently, mm-hmm. right now, what would be your fitness routine? And I know that I think we discussed you're diabetic. Yep. yep. And so maybe we'll dive into kind of your fitness and your nutrition yeah. and how all that impacts, especially as, as you're on the road a little bit more now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and COVID kind of threw a loop into it because um, when I found out I was diabetic, I guess it was three years ago now, um, I was, I was overweight. I was, I was knocking on three hundo. Okay. Um, and people say, well, you know, you're tall. Yeah, but I ain't that, I ain't that tall. Um, and so to be reaching 300 pounds is just, it's not, it's, it just wasn't comfortable. And so, um, I, you know, kind of got on a, you know, the medications and t- thankfully it's type two. So there's no, there's no insulin and stuff like that. Cause I'm, I'm terrified of needles, <laughs> uh, needles and snakes. Um, but, uh, so, you know, the medication is one thing, but I really started cutting out all processed sugar. Um, it's just, it's poison. Um, I really laid off of a lot of the breads and starches that that combined with inactivity, those, imp- those carbohydrates just are stored as fat. Um, you know that. And, um, I, I started working out like a savage. Um, I mean, in, in the local gym, um, I just, Every evening after work or now, like I'm up at about 4.30, quarter to five. And uh, I moved all of my equipment to my office where I am now. So, you know, I'm in the office early. I knock my, my workout. I knock that out. Um, you know, and I'll do, you know, I, I do the regular chest and back and, and, you know, whatever one day. And then I'll work upper body, lower body, work on cardio, um, you know, I've got the elliptical. I'll do that. I'm on the treadmill. Um, but it's just, it's amazing now that I'm below 250 because I've lost over 50 pounds. Wow. Um, and it's just, it's amazing. Now I'm 52 years old and I think that I'm probably in at least as good of shape as I was in just from a, a health and, you know, stamina perspective, definitely a strength perspective. I think I'm in probably the best shape that I've been in. Um, and I'm definitely a different shape than I was before. Um, so in better shape and a different shape altogether, but it's, it's an everyday, th- especially with diabetes, man, it's an everyday thing. Cause I didn't know. I mean, I felt fine. I didn't know my blood sugar was up over 600. Wow. I had no idea. Um, 
and it's just <laughs> it's one of those things, man. It's a silent killer. Roger that because that's where I was headed. Yeah, I mean, and it's a purpose. You have a reason, multiple reasons to improve your health. Like you said, it. You said it. You know, it might have actually been easier to stay three hundred pounds. Because oh, it was definitely easier, and in South Louisiana, a lot more tasty. Yes, yes. <laughs> you know, that's what I always laugh is is people talk about the unhealthiest states. You know, Tennessee, Louisiana, Mississippi. We're ranked up there in the top five, but we're also in the top five in number of licenses sold. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those ironic things that man, you're getting the best, healthiest possible meat on the planet but yet you may not either even if you prepare it properly it's the other meals that you're eating the things that you're not doing that are making us unhealthy so it's kind of one of those oxymoronic things but uh, i think that you know we're trying to spread that message of of improving our health so that we can not only spend more days in the woods but we can teach others and and a little bit at a time man like you don't i i'm i'm weird uh, for multiple reasons, but um, really, like when I do, when I decide I'm going to do something, I go from zero to 150 in two seconds. Like moderation and in working into a program like that doesn't that doesn't compute for me. Yeah. Um, and so, like, I jumped into it to where I just I couldn't move the next day. Um, and uh, you know, I would I would suggest that it, you know, depending on your level of of fitness, like if it's really bad, you can do a lot more harm than good going at it. You know, ninety, you know, balls to the wall, hundred miles an hour. Um, but it just takes little changes. Just take one step in the right direction. Just make that that mental decision to you know what today I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get. Uh, I'm not going to stop at the donut shop. Um, you know, I'm not going to go have the cheeseburger for lunch. And it's, man, it's so hard. It is so hard because they make it so easy to get. Um, but just make that one, and, and one step in the right direction will lead to another small step in the right direction. And then another small step in the right direction. One day after another. And for a lot of people, man, that is such a struggle because, there's there's days where I get up at four thirty. I don't feel like going to the gym. I don't feel like it. Um, you know that's why, and that's why sin is pleasurable because it's it's easy. Um, yeah. You know, uh, the enemy knows what he's doing. If 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 sin weren't fun or pleasurable, we'd all be on the right track. Um, <laughs> if it was if it was easy to work out and stay in shape, and it didn't suck so much, and it didn't hurt so bad. Um, we we would all you know be walking around with perfect blood sugars and body fat content and and you know but it's but it's not um, like I said I'm a little weird and I embrace the suck the more it sucks the more I like it yeah and you know it's <laughs> funny like you you say that and and I do want to encourage people I mean if you're I mean you I'm all about going and getting as much as you can when it comes especially making things hard on yourself and right. challenging yourself and. For me, you know, as a physical therapist, it's interesting that January and February, I see an increase in injuries or get, a, you know, I'll have people message me mm. about injuries. And it's like, man, my hips hurt, my back hurts, mm-hmm. my, my knee hurts. 
And then you start questioning them. It's like, oh, yeah, you know, my New Year's resolution. Made that New Year's resolution. Yeah. And they just take off running. And I was like, well, when's the last time you ran? They're like, uh, high school? Like, last January when yeah, I decided. Yeah, like 30 years ago. You know, it's like, <laughs> you know, I haven't ran in 40 years. Well, you might want to just go for a walk around the block. And then you start, you know, I'm going to jog 15 seconds and walk 45 seconds. And that's how, you know, do some intervals. Mm-hmm. And, you know, ease your way into it. And that's just for the injury prevention side. But. It's all about, you know, like you said, getting there and getting after it and just going for it. And, I mean, some people, I've told them, I was like, you're, right now, you're sitting on the couch, you're eating junk food, you haven't exercised. I was like, in the morning, when you get up, drink a big glass of water. Mm-hmm. Step one, just drink a big glass of water. Try to do that for a week. Once you're doing that, then you can say, okay, I'm going to drink a glass of water and walk outside for five minutes. When, you know, now you start building those keystone habits. Like, well, when I wake up, I get my water. Whenever I get my water, I go walk outside and you're just building upon each other. And people say, oh man, I've gained a hundred pounds. Well, you gained a hundred pounds over the past 10 years. It, it's not going to fall off overnight. I think it's one thing that we have to really know is not to get frustrated because it's not happening immediately. We all want that magic pill, that special, special little, trick that's going to get us from you know it's going to make us a millionaire overnight it's going to make us ripped and going to we're going to have the big house and the fancy truck and all that stuff and the nice guns but it doesn't happen overnight it's one of those things that just takes time and to be a little patient give yourself a little patience and if you happen to fall down just like we do in our spiritual work if we we mess up we you know we are i'm Time to reset. I know I messed up. Let me get back on track. And same thing with it's physically, mentally, spiritually. We always have to just step back, know that we messed up, but don't be so hard that we just give up. But we right. get back on track and keep going. Well, and and it helps to to realize that nothing in this world that is worth having comes without some sort of suffering. Nothing. I don't. I don't care what it is. It is if it comes easy, um, it can go easy, and it's not enduring. It's not everlasting, and you don't need it. Um, the more you suffer for something, the more you appreciate it when you have it, and the more, dude. I'm telling you right now, I will never be that out of shape again. I will never be that unhealthy again. Not only because I realized now, looking back, how miserable I was, um, but because I looked at how hard I've worked to get to where I am and I'm you know don't get me wrong I, I, I'm, I'm not going to be on you know commercials or anything with my shirt off thankfully um, <laughs> but dude like I know how hard I've worked to be here I know because I was the one suffering through that when you're like you know I don't want to do another set well you know what if my body whatever my body tells me I don't want to do that's what I do right like man you don't want to get up and go run that's what I'm doing like I will defy it's I know it's it sounds stupid, but I will defy whatever my body tells me I don't want. Like, no, you you want another piece of pie. No, I don't. You don't want to get up and go hit the weights today. That's exactly what I'm doing. Cause I know what that voice is. That's the old nature, that's the old me saying, Man, it's so comfortable over here, just come I don't want that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that's I think about like for our family, we've we've kind of come up with some qualities that our family stands for and we spelled it out in tiller 
And but like the T is we're tougher than life. And that pretty much like we're going to do the tough things in life. Mm. We're going to do the things that we don't want to do, the things that are going to challenge us. And sometimes I have, you know, I, I have to kick myself because I've got it posted right here next to my computer. It's like, man, I don't want to work out. And I was like, okay, well, that's what life we're doing. Is tough. Life is tough. It's not, you know, but, but let's go get it. And it was funny this past weekend, we were out hiking. And we've got this dog and we're kind of fostering this dog, take care of it. And, and it tripped up my son and he fell, busted himself up. And we're about a mile from the truck. And I've got my daughter in the backpack and, you know, and he wants me to carry him. And, uh, you know, he's, he's hurt. I mean, you know, he's, he's, I mean, he's been a trooper the entire time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right. And then I, I picked him up. My wife looked at me and she said, isn't this what you say you're always trained for? That you're able to carry us out of trouble and get us to safety, you know? Yeah. And and I was like, yeah, I was like, this is it, you know? And so for a good half mile or so, you know, I carried both of my kids and the entire time it was not a struggle because I've tried to put myself in that situation of, man, I don't want to do this next workout. But well, yeah. if I'm tough enough to do that, then by Jacks, I'm going to be able to dig deep and, and carry. You know, it wasn't a life saving emergency situation, but I was able to, you know, be there and be that comfort yeah. for him when he was busted up. And my daughter's about half asleep in the backpack. And of course, my wife's like, "Let me carry her." And I was like, "No, this is this is fine. I'm good." You know. And so, you know, she's super strong herself, and she could have carried both of them. But yeah. it was like, ah, this is my opportunity to 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 test myself. And so, putting yourself in that situation and being able to be there and do that is definitely one of those things. Just being yeah. tougher and doing the tough things. And, and you know, the other side of you know moderation and getting something like that started is, man, it's it's okay to. I'm not saying never ever have a cheeseburger again. I'm not saying never ever, uh, but you know you have to realize that that's that's the old you, and that's maybe that's the exception, not the rule. Um, we're not saying don't don't go enjoy dessert or don't go enjoying a cheeseburger or something like that. Um, but man, once you can, Brooks, I'm telling you, man, once you can beat your mind the rest of it's easy the rest of it's easy it's 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 the it's your brain your biggest enemy is your brain <laughs> oh yeah the, your biggest enemy is your mind telling you man you don't want to do that like just let's just not work out today it's just so much easier just you know just to go home and sit in front of the tv and man don't let your brain beat you it's yours you control it so, yeah, you're in control. And I think making a promise to yourself is probably one of the hardest but best things that you can do. Because you can fool everybody uh, else. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. But you know, you know, if you didn't get up, you're like, oh, man, yeah, I did 100 push ups today. But in the back of your mind, you're like, I ain't done jack squat all day. Check. But, you know, so I think that's one of those biggest things. But it's also, if you make that promise to yourself, I'm going to get up and just do. 10 push-ups yeah and you do those 10 push-ups the rest of the day you know that you that first promise of the day you kept mm-hmm. it so the rest of the day is better yeah 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 you know man joe it's it's one of those things it, it's really impressive 
how much like, just to hear you tell that story about how you changed and you made up your mind to change mm-hmm. and and i know that now you're able to share some of that story yeah. with other men yeah. and one of those ways you're doing it is through revelation outdoors and i know you've got some some big things coming yeah. up with revelation outdoors and i want to know more about them myself and see how i can get involved and 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 participate right well uh, you know so a little bit. So Revelation Outdoors is kind of like the day. It was December 11th of 2010, about 9:23 in the morning, uh, standing next to a big cypress tree. We were shooting mallard ducks in Mississippi. That I made the decision, and and there's a whole backstory. Like you'd have to watch the Blood Origins episode to get like the full uh, backstory. <clears throat> but I made the decision that day to to follow Christ. And so I had my revelation outdoors and that's, I said, hmm, maybe, maybe I'll do something where I can use, uh, our common experiences that I know that all duck hunters have. Um, maybe I can use that to open their eyes up and look a little deeper into why they are where they are and what they're doing. It's not just the hunt. I mean, there is something much bigger than that. There's a, like Robbie would likes to say, you know, what's your why? Well, that's, that's my why. Um, and so we started Revelation Outdoors and it's, it's really just real men sharing Jesus with other real men. Um, and I say that because I think there's a misconception that you have to be uh, weak or timid or you're, you know, you're not a real man if you, if you follow Jesus. And, dude, I'm going to tell you something. You want to find out how much of a man you are. Do what he says in Luke 9.23. Pick up your cross daily and follow me. Try it. Um, it's the hardest thing you'll ever do. But what we – so there's there's really five, you know, initiatives or, or verticals. First is we do a lot of live speaking events at, at churches, wild game dinners, that sort of thing, just sharing our testimony and, and giving encouragement to uh, to other men. Um, we have, we've got our first season of men's small group study resources that are, that are built. They're on our website. You can go on there and buy them. Uh, it's a digital download and it's eight different sessions, eight different hunts. And, um, it's designed to where you can get uh, a group of your hunting buddies together, watch a really, what I think is well-produced hunting videos um, and then there's a, a, a written leader's guide that goes with it that it just gives, it helps guide the discussion through some of the verses, uh, and concepts that we just covered in, in the hunt. And so there's eight of those. And so we've got a small group resources. Man, we've actually got people that are starting Rome or it's R-O-W-M. So Revelation Outdoors Waterfowl Ministry. Um, we've got like guys all over the place that are starting Rome chapters. Um, and so they, they fly the Revelation Outdoors colors in, in their neighborhoods. And it's just, it's, it's men that meet on a, could be weekly, could be monthly basis. And they just encourage each other. And typically it's all guys that, that hunt or fish. It's outdoor related. Um, the fourth, uh, vertical or, or, uh, initiative we have is what we call Project Identity, which is just a video collection on our website of hunters, guys, outdoorsmen, some old, some young, um, that share their testimony and their story of what what deciding to walk with Jesus has looked like for them. And the idea is that we all kind of 
look or you can tell that we hunt because of the setting that we're in a lot of us um our stories are similar um we don't look the same a lot of us i mean two of the guys i have on there are pakistani and they are duck killing savages (laughs) okay um and so while you think that the thing that unites us and where we draw our kind of our common red thread is through duck hunting but really our identity is uh, it all comes from one place our identity is in christ and so that's all of those testimony series are on our website um but then the one that's really new the one that i'm super excited about is called the muster um and that is just it it's a I'm going to stop short of calling it a men's retreat because that's the last thing that I think guys need because instantly the the connotations of a retreat is, oh, it's a four-day church service and guys are going to stand up and sing and we're going to ask you to stand up and share your deepest, darkest secrets with guys you just met. It's not that. Um, it, as a matter of fact, we were, we were talking, it's um, during our muster, we actually go through the wild at heart boot camp from John Eldridge. Um, and so it's, it's a half day on Thursday, all day Friday, all day Saturday, half day on Sunday. Um, and it's the boot camps that you've seen them deliver in Colorado, but on, on video. Um, and what we're doing is we're finding hunting clubs, lodges, outfitters that want to open their doors to having a dozen to 15 guys there. And so we're doing them all over the country. Uh, the first one is coming up August 29th um, in Mounds, Illinois, which is right where the Ohio and the Mississippi River come together. Um, it's the Timber Flats Lodge and, uh, and East Side Lodges there in, uh, in Mounds, Illinois. Beautiful place. Um, but the, w- the reason that our musters are different, Brooks, is because they are designed to, to help men recapture their masculine manly heart um and we have a lot of discussions about god and about christ and um, there's a lot of cool movie clips that these guys use throughout their whole presentation but it's not churchy and it's not religious that's the main thing and that, that may sound weird to some people um but is it is the last thing that you think a men's quote-unquote retreat would be and um uh, I've seen how uh, the Wild at Heart team can just transform the hearts of men um, and answer that question. Because remember, we talked about you know generation to generation to generation. We're all not fully equipped to do the work that only God can do. And so, what comes out of this muster is is a willingness and an ability to open up and let God fill that void that we all have. And there's guys who are going to listen to this and going, I ain't got a void. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you're the poser that we talked about. So the guys that, you know, walk around thinking they have everything together, and I don't need that crap. And I, No, it's it's specifically for you. Specifically for you. Nice. Yeah, and we all have, we all have a spot that yeah, man. is empty that we need help with. But we, uh, most of us probably have a lot of trouble asking for help or even yeah. knowing knowing we have that spot you know it's kind of that uh speck in your eye and you're trying to get along yeah, with somebody yeah. else's and you're, and you're like well you, you know, know like, a lot of us brooks were raised by like you know my dad especially like you, you don't admit uh um you don't admit where there's a weakness or a flaw or a fault because 
number one, that, that shows weakness. Number two, somebody else will exploit that and take advantage of it. And that, that part's probably true. Um, but we're, we're, we're taught early on, um, that you, you don't, you know, you, you don't talk about your weaknesses and your, your faults and your flaws and, and that rub some dirt on it, get back in there, be tough, you know, that kind of thing. And that's, that does a lot of damage, man. Really. Yeah. There's things out there that we're just, you know, it's, you keep covering it up, keep covering it up. And sooner or later, I think about it like a wound. So I've dealt with, you know, wounds yeah. and things like that. Yeah. And if you have dirt in a wound and it heals over, it's not going to heal completely. And it's still going to hurt. Mm. It's going to be infected. And in order to get, get it clean, you've got to cut it open and let it bleed out and get all the junk out and then it can heal properly and you know i've done that myself you, know, you step on something you grab something and the, the splinter's mm. in there and it's like a month later you're like why is this not healed why is it still i can still feel it well you get the splinter out and then it heals in a day or two and i think that's one thing we do with a lot of a lot of our emotional things is we'll just ah i'm good i don't you know i don't need i don't need to feel anything today yeah and put it away and then and then eventually it all comes to well, an end you, blow, and we blow and up. And you know what the problem with that is, is that if it were just impacting you, that would be one thing. But you, a lot of your guys that are going to listen, they're dads, uh, they're husbands. Um, and it's not only affecting you. Um, that huge God-sized hole that we are all born with, right, um, it also impacts where you lead your family. Because um, – Believe it or not, see, that's the thing that got me is I walked by the kitchen table uh, before I was saved when my wife would go through the Awana verses with our kids. And, you know, one night I walked by there and it's like I realized that she she was doing my like I'm not going to say that I heard this big booming voice, but in my heart, I knew that God created me to be the spiritual leader of the house, home and family. And I was sucking at it bad. Um, and so. Like it or not, you're leading your family somewhere, either by action or inaction. Um, you know, all the enemy needs to succeed is for men to do nothing. That's all. That's all, that's all he needs. And by choosing to do nothing, um, by not owning up and saying, you know what, I, I do have flaws and I do have things that only God can work in me and perfect. And it's every man's journey is, is different, um, but if we're not willing to face up to those things, our families are paying the price because you are leading them down a road that was not designed um, by God for you to take them down. And so, even by just choosing to do nothing, um, you're you're leading your family to ultimate destruction. And it looks different for everybody. I don't want to sound dramatic or anything, but that's exactly what it is. Yeah, if we don't take action, we are. You're taking action by not taking action. Exactly. Yeah, it's just. Yeah. It's one of those things I always talk about, you know, like, hey, if you're going to do it, you know, and if you're not sure what you're doing, hey, go for it. Do it fast. And if you mess up, that means you mess up fast. But at least you did something. It's kind of like the whole working out. You're like, well, I don't know what to do go for a walk like do something because sitting on the couch is not getting you better um you know whether and no matter what aspect of life do something mm-hmm. and you know it's 
long as you're not criminal and hurting somebody, yeah. like do something and you're going to learn real quick what worked, what didn't work. Same thing as hunting. If you've never hunted before and you want to go turkey hunting for the first time, you may go in the woods and you may sound like a dying cow. <laughs> out there so you've heard me but, try to call turkeys before is what you're yeah. saying so yeah so you know but, but but you're out there calling a turkey and you you sound terrible and you don't see a turkey well, like, well okay what did i do wrong what did i do right and then you can assess okay what well, you know i snuck up on that turkey but then i was moving too much and so you know or when i started calling they went the other way so maybe that call wasn't right and so you can always use those things you at least you messed up but you learn from it. yeah and that that is a metaphor for life i mean that that's what this we are always striving. I mean, in my job, um, in my personal life at home, whether I'm calling ducks, whether I'm shooting ducks, whether whatever it is, I'm always trying to be just a little bit better and learn something from the mistakes that I, I make. A bunch of them, trust me. Um, and I'm just I'm trying to learn and just be a better human through that process. It's painful. <laughs> it sucks. Um, you know, self-reflection, as I started this podcast saying, self-reflection is, that's the hardest part because you can't argue with yourself. You know the truth. You know the facts. Um, I can argue with just about anybody and put up a good argument other than to my wife or myself. Um, because she knows and, and I know I can come up with a hundred excuses why I didn't exercise today or why I didn't just make one more call at work or why. Um, but at the end of the day, there are excuses that my mind told me were okay. And uh, you just, you can't run from that when it comes from inside. Man, that's, that's solid, Joey. That's, <laughs> that's solid. deep, isn't it? Look, like, Man. like Jay says, if you don't know what you're doing, it's best to do it quickly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's a Bible verse for that somewhere. I will look. Um, but yeah, so as Jay says, man, if you don't know what you're doing, do it quickly and get it over with. Yeah. <laughs> like a band-aid just That's for right. Time. That's right. Yeah. Well, man, Joey, I am so grateful for you. And I the thing about if you guys don't understand, Joey, like we mentioned, uh he's military guy, navy guy, so he's not uh just uh passive you, if you saw this guy, you would not um, think that he's just a little passive um, <laughs> sissy, as a lot of times you might think of, you know, a, a church going, Bible banger being, yeah. you know, a lot of times, we, like you said, we, we, we think about, oh, we need to be meek and yeah. and humble. We do need to be humble, but like very. Uh, Got to be a pushover. I guess kind of, yeah, uh, that's the right word. That's the word I'm looking for. And, but, and hey, you know, and Jesus is, was the furthest thing from a pushover if you read the book you will see it yeah exactly i mean uh, man it makes a whip flips tables and gets people running in fear is not a pushover how about walks across the desert in sandals uh (laughs) negative (laughs) no 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 not at all but yeah, man, look, I, I am glad to have, I'm glad that uh, we were finally able to catch up. I mean, there's a ton of information at revelationoutdoors.com. Um, we're on the gram, as people call it, yeah. the gram. Um, but there's a ton of stuff on our on our website. We're super excited about the musters. We're super excited about the, you know, we're filming for a purpose now. Um, we feel like with our, our small group, our men's small group resources, and um, there's there's a lot of clarity now. Um, 
about what we're doing. And I think you just you get going in the right direction, um, and God will provide clarity uh, in His timing. Um, and you just you keep moving forward, man. That's life. Well, yeah, like we said, I mean, you you do something and you see what works and you see where you're supposed to be, and oh, that didn't work. You just yeah. turn left, turn right, and you keep going. Yeah. Yeah, man, but I'm so grateful because, I mean, you, you're you very open and you're honest. And I think it's really good for us to see that, you know, a guy that loves to get out there in the outdoors, hunt, mm-hmm. fish, you know, a man has spent time in the Navy. Like, you've, you've been there. You're a man, man, and yet you're willing to be open about your flaws and where your shortcomings are and, and how you've overcome those. And I really appreciate yeah. that. That's a whole nother hour podcast. but. Yeah, yeah. We're going to dive into that one next one. <laughs> I, I appreciate it, Brooks. Thank you so much, brother. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Two more questions before yeah, you yeah. go. And so what does it mean to be a healthy hunter? Um, so to me, so when you talk about health, um, of course, there's the there's the physical, right? And there, there's, actually, there's actually a Bible verse for it, um, you know, as we kind of talk about what does that mean, being healthy and and Paul wrote, um, let me find it real quick because I, I had it up. I knew we were going to talk about it. Um, you know, Paul wrote in First Timothy, it says, For while bodily training is of some value, godliness is of value in every way, as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. And so that, man, your, your spiritual health, like the bodily health, it— it's important, right? Because it's going to give you longevity in the woods. It's going to give you longevity with your family. You're going to feel better. You're going to you're going to be more alert. Um, but all of that is for nothing. Is for nothing if your spirit and your soul is 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 rotting away. Um, and that that may sound weird to some guys. Look, it sounded weird to me for forty years. Um, there's a like I said on Blood Origins. There's a deep, dark, dirty backstory, um, but all of the the bodily health, the physical health, means nothing because look, this body's going to fall away and perish. No matter how good a shape you in, you're going to reach room temperature one day. They they call it dead. Um, yeah. And and so, be you can be the healthiest man on the planet one day. Um, will stand before our creator and he will judge the the spirit within you or the lack of spirit within you and you know it's just for for me being a healthy hunter it's mind body and spirit together one like the trinity one can't exist without the other uh the and they all feed off of each other so that's kind of what it means for me and i totally agree and we'll leave you with the last question. This is your dream hunt. You can hunt with anyone, anywhere. You can hunt anything. You can use any weapon that you want to. Mm-hmm. So who are you going with, and what are you chasing down, and, and where are you going to be at? Um, I'm going with my grandpa's. I don't care where or what it is. Um, what we would ch- – I, I don't – I don't care, but to spend one more day with those guys, that would be, that would be my, 
my dream come true. Uh, that, those guys were giants to me. And uh, to be able to sit on the old green bucket and wait for wood ducks to fly into the pond or um, wait to see that cork go under again, um, you, Brooks, know what I'm speaking about, right? Um, that would be that would be my, my dream. Uh, I completely agree with you. Yeah. Well, man, Joey, I'm so grateful for you, and I really appreciate it. And I know that everybody out there has gleaned some great wisdom, some great things from this, and I really appreciate all that you Yeah, do. man, I appreciate you. Thank you so, so very much, and I uh, appreciate everybody that listens as well. Yeah, everybody go check out Revelation Outdoors and stay humble, be hungry, and get healthy. Thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. Please share this with someone that you think would enjoy it just as much as you did. If you have any questions, please reach out. We've got a lot of stuff coming out. We've got a lot of content, videos, things I really think that you will enjoy. Hope y'all had a good show, and I hope you got a lot out of it. Y'all have a wonderful, wonderful day. Thank you.